Hey everybody, uh, this is Jay Carter uh, coming in with my podcast, and I just had to add a little. I had to actually break up episode thirteen, the thirteen and fourteen. Uh, had a good good guy on Joshua Schulman, and uh, he was a talker. I was just trying to break in there and get it done, but he he carried the whole conversation. It was great. It was a little scary, but it was fun. And didn't know what the guy was going to say, but it worked out great. So I'm going to break it into thirteen and fourteen episodes, and hope you enjoy. Had a seat in a in the garden in Beverly Hills and showed me some poker chips and showed me some interesting things and <laughs> and I just told him, hey, look, I got this little podcast and I want to have you on, and uh, we're gonna drink some scotches and or some scotch, I should say. Is that like saying deer deers? Anyway, I'm not sure. But anyways, I figured to have him on. He's gonna give us some tips and some strategies in networking, and uh, I'm gonna be pouring him some scotch. He's not gonna know what he's drinking. But it's going to be neat. You said it needs okay, right? Sure. Okay. And so go ahead and if you could help introduce yourself, tell me all about you and, and uh, what you're sure. going to be doing today. Well, I, thanks, Jay. It's very nice to meet you. It's certainly yeah. nice to talk to your audience. This is kind Oops. of interesting how we met. I was recently explaining why Instagram has some kind of value. A lot of people who I work with in business in various different sectors, whether it's real estate or, or mortgage or or entrepreneurs sometimes are wondering if it has any kind of value or is it just something the kids do. Mm -hmm. And it's more than that because you're reaching an audience that is completely different than yeah. LinkedIn or Facebook or, or any of the various other uh, social media outlets. And I think it's kind of neat because in one photo or in one kind of way, you're connecting with a group of people. And the hashtags, I think, is a kind of an interesting dynamic of that. So for what I do... It's kind of cool. I have a series of courses and programs in uh, coaching, teaching public speaking and mm -hmm. presentation skills and also business English and also poker. Poker is that one unique kind of tie-in that brings us all together. There's nothing like sitting for six, seven hours and uh, exchanging business cards and talking chop and shop or chop and shop and whatever else we do sure. over a nice little scotch, a little lagavulin. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah, that makes for horrible radio, but that's okay. So, I know you don't know what it nice. is. Nice, I don't. thought you might like it. It's interesting. I always like to uh, have people sort of <laughs> try some different things and uh, hide it from you till afterwards. <laughs> and then if you want to, I also have a rosé I want you to try as well. But, uh, is it right? Yeah. There you go. So, you had some networking uh, tips. Yeah, so I think this is a very interesting time we're living in where we have all this great social media, we have all this great innovative technology, there's terrific apps that connect us, not just from in the dating world, there's an app, for instance, called Shaper, which is one of my favorites for networking, which is like Tinder for business, for entrepreneurs and investors. Right. And so you literally swipe left or right, and you connect with different people by hashtag on your profile. What I like about something like that, for instance, is that uh, I never swipe left. Yeah. Everybody has a story. Everybody is unique. Everybody is interesting. And whether they're young millennials just getting out there and hitting the ground running mm -hmm. or trying to, or someone who's been maybe doing it for 40, 50 years and struggling to kind of find the value of social media, mm -hmm. uh, there's unique ways that we can connect and chat and talk. But what is a, what's a, one of my biggest things is, is sure. having people network and, uh, but not become that user. Because mm. I have those certain people that call me, are they, email me or text me and I'm just like, okay, what does this person want? They always, there's always an angle and I, I know that, but certain people, 
if it's if it works together, I'm I'm happy about that. So what what are some techniques we could use to? That's good. I think that yeah. if people stop focusing about <laughs> what's that yeah. radio thing, WIFM, what's in it for me? <laughs> Everybody's always trying to look like, what can you do for me? Who right. are you? Or you're at that you know party and you're you're talking to somebody and they're constantly looking over your head to talk see who else is more interesting than yeah. you. Yeah. But I think if we actually genuinely see how can I help or bring value to this human being, exactly. not this salesy kind of thing is like um. You know, um, what can I do for you, kind of thing. But this idea of like, hey, you know what? I know some people you might be interesting to you that yeah. you might want to talk to. I, I'd really love to bring you two together. In fact, I just told one of my clients this morning, I can send an email and bring you both together in the email as an introduction. But now I have some obligation as we're going forward to make sure you guys are kind of chatting and keeping up like a, a schoolyard mm-hmm. teacher. And I'm like, you know what? Here are three names and numbers of people I think you should talk to, and I want you to be proactive. Reach out. They know who I am. Throw my name in the conversation as we're talking. Josh suggested we chat and take it from there. And I think that's a very important part as we move forward because we have, you know, I still go to two or three events, physical events a week of different, and I don't call them networking events. I was at a party last night. Yeah. I was a great party and we were talking and I know I got two clients from that experience from last night. I didn't try to. I just knew that I was talking about it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So all kinds of things. We have to put ourselves in circumstances. I call it antennas up where you're mm-hmm. not sure if something could be a value. But if you find something of value for someone else, something will come back for you. Just sure. be patient. And uh, do, do you have any, any like, uh, what? how could someone get their product to you or a product across so that you're not like, what's the shtick? What's this, what's this guy's? I think people need to be more aware. For instance, there's a whole business model we all are familiar with. These, what are they called? MLMs. Yeah. Multi-level management. I don't judge people on this stuff. I mean, some of that stuff is nonsense that they're selling out there. And I know people get caught into some of these structures where they're trying to figure out, uh, you know, how I could build a team and then make money exponentially on that. People need to be aware, though, in business, some of that stuff is looked at with skepticism. Mm -hmm. And if people are looking at you skeptically, it's going to be very hard to take you seriously and you lose credibility. Right. So maybe in that regard, kind of talk about what it is you're doing and maybe leave the structure, the business model structure later on, you know, and instead, like people say, I have a business opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. That's so cliche. It's so trite. It makes you you cringe, right? Because I'm like, okay, what do I got to do? I got to write you a check? What's your angle? That's what I always worry about every time. Yeah. So not wanting anything from anybody, just yeah. being curious. And like, you know, a lot of people tell me, I just I have a hard time remembering people's names. Mm-hmm. And I said, because we go to a party and people say, hi, you know, they introduce names real fast. You don't even know the person, anything about them. You don't even know if they're really interesting. Right. I said, so why don't you take a moment to actually talk to someone, ask them questions. Then you ask the name. And guess what? Now the name has value to the human being to you in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And you will remember their name. It's not about just whether like, you know, collecting names because then it feels bad you talk to someone you really get into it and then some other people come over and you can't even introduce them because you don't remember their name I'm horrible at names horrible that's a skill set yeah, I think I gotta, to I hope, remember hopefully that. we could drink and talk about that there you go getting me back it makes there. it harder to remember names the more drink you drink well <laughs> yeah but for me it's just always been a you know know people and then they kind of go away and yeah we meet a lot of people we meet a lot of today. people and uh, it's it's interesting and I'm always skeptical and suspicious, and, and I'm learning to uh, open up and try to be. I'm a, I'm a friendly person, but I'm always a little suspicious. But doesn't a face to the name make a, a bigger deal? Like you and I sure. had connected through DM on Instagram, but Absolutely. when you and I met in person and sat for that hour and a half and yeah. chatted yeah. and just chilled, you know, I'll okay. follow you to the end of the earth, brother. I mean, seriously, it's like I feel like I really get to know you. I know you're a genuine person. Yeah. I know your spirit is is real, and uh, and that 
became, I guess, why we're even here today. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure because, yeah, when we did text back and forth and we we're like, let's put this date in a couple of weeks. And I was like, okay, sure. And I put it in and I was like, uh, he probably won't call what you did. And well, so I follow I, up. I, I'm, uh. I was happy about that. <laughs> and uh, what what's some other, what do you, I'm always afraid of people putting their cart before the horse. Yeah. And uh, what do you think is the, the, the best things that people should work on on themselves to get their product out to you or, or to people. Okay, so they have to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. My grandfather said something interesting. Storytelling or whatever. Well, that is very helpful. Yeah. But he often said, if you want advice in life, ask for money. And if you want money, ask for advice. So imagine you're a young kid. You're sitting on the plane next to a CEO. You're having this great conversation, and you're like, I want to work for this guy. You don't ask him for a job. Sure. He doesn't owe you. He's not, he doesn't know who you are. You have to earn that. So you have a conversation. You start telling about what it is you do, what kind of value you bring to this world. Mm-hmm. And I tell you something. If he's worth his salt, he's going to come to this conclusion. He's going to say to you, hey, kiddo, what are you doing this summer? You know, yeah. Let him present. And sure. the same with a product. So if you have a, a really cool idea and you're talking to someone who might have real kind of uh, movement yeah. with yeah. that and he can get you going, if he thinks it's a real worth of salt idea, he's going to say, when you talk talking about investors, you're mm-hmm. not asking him for the investment. You're telling him about this is what we're looking at, this is what we're doing, this is what we're accomplished. Let him come to the conclusion and say, hey, wait, 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 wait. How can I get on, on this? Yeah. So it's, it's it's that different kind of frame. Interesting. What other uh, what other aspects? What do you think about like uh, how what's some other things that people could do? Like for me, everyone's always said, oh, you know, like when you meet me, I I always cover my tattoos in public, even though people say, oh, nowadays it's okay. But I always cover tattoos. I always wear a suit when I'm in front of people, especially if I'm in Beverly Hills and I'm mm. selling wine because that's a certain way it has to be. But, yeah. you know, really, I'm, a, I'm, a, I wear, I'm wearing actual shoes today, but I like flip-flop shorts and a T-shirt. But uh, Things you know. are changing now. I don't think we're judging people the same way about tats. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my business partners has got tats all over his body. Big, huge guy. That's six, six. Man. You know, uh, wears his hat, the flat bill, and you think he's as tough <laughs> as heck. He's a little teddy bear. Sure. And he's... And, and as I've gotten to know him, I don't even look at it from that vantage point. But there was a time, yeah, not mm-hmm. even five, maybe ten years ago, where you probably wouldn't get the time of day. It's hard for people to get jobs, right? They're yes. wondering if they're going. First impressions matter. I work out tremendously within the Asian community. And if I'm not wearing a suit, I may not even get a meeting with some of these folks. Absolutely. I have a young yeah. kid that I work with, and he showed up to an event that we were doing in T-shirt and jeans, and his hair was all tussled. And I said, dude, what's going on with this? Mm-hmm. He said, counter-signaling, man. I said, you ain't Zuckerberg, dude. You can't just walk in here and everybody knows you're a billionaire and just act any way you want. Yeah. <laughs> you I, you still know, have a first impression. On a, on a side note, I, sure. I just read recently, I mean, I'm probably way behind. Doesn't Zuckerberg wear the exact, like he has a whole bunch of the same, he wears like sure. the same black shirt sure. and the same jeans sure. every single day. Yeah, and so did Steve That's, Jobs. And they do it because they don't want to think about what they're going to wear the next day. So this isn't yesterday's clothing, by the way, Mark. This is... <laughs> I'm wearing a new shirt that looks just like. Yeah, but the if one you bought yesterday. ten of these and you wore these every single day, sure. you'd say, you know what? Just that, that's his thing. That's what he wears. My shtick, right? Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Huh. I like to wear a different tie, though. I like wearing different suits. I do have yeah. to think about. Oh shoot, what am I wearing tomorrow? Because if they put me on Instagram and I wore the same thing, let's say two days ago, I'm gonna look like an idiot. It does. I don't care. I like that tie, or I like that. You know. I, I have my own. I have my own favorite. Um, <laughs> Pinstripe blue suit I have. I have a blue suit, a black suit, gray, you know, all this other kind of stuff. But I love my blue pinstripe suit. And so the bad part is I was looking on Instagram and I realized I'm always wearing the blue pinstripe suit. You know what? It's fun. (laughs) It's comfortable. So you should have bought three different colors. Damn it. (laughs) I have this suit in four different colors. I have a seersucker I love. You know, the white suit with the blue pinstripes. I wear them only in the summers. I wear them once a week. Mm -hmm. 
And I tend to mix them up on days and such just because, but they're so comfortable, right? When it's yes. really hot. Yeah. Uh, today I looked at the thing. If it was over 90, I was going to wear it today. It's all kind of over 90 in here today. No, not too bad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we're going to, we're that, just talking about air conditioning. All that hot earlier. air, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the hot air. How, how's, your, uh, how's your scotch? What do you think? Mm. I like it. Interesting, like huh? it. Yeah. Different. It's not super, you know, overpowering. It's not super crazy. Not too smoky. So you know why I like light. scotch? And when I actually want to talk to a friend or I want to discuss something, mm-hmm. right? I like a cigar and a scotch. Not because it's this old school kind of romantic thing. It's because it takes time. And you yeah. get to sit and relax and enjoy. We're not just gulping this down. I'm not drinking oh, this. Yeah. I'm, not. I'm not drinking out of thirst, right? I'm drinking because this is just... Oops. Right? <laughs> I, drink, I always drink water before, so I'm not drinking out of thirst and oh, knock no. this sucker back. It's yeah. not a shot, right? Oops. It's not yeah. a shot. Don't do that. Don't do what I just did. <laughs> but I dig that. I'm not driving. Just so everyone knows. Just so everyone knows, does know, and I don't... I have my own personal chauffeur today, so I got lucky. <laughs> so, um um, yeah, and, and I always suggest to use Lyft and Uber, by the way, or some other kind of thing. If you're going to be drinking, to be responsible. Yeah. So if you want, we're going to go have some cigars afterwards in Redondo Beach. You're more than welcome to join us. Oh, very cool. Um, sit and, you know, enjoy your, your buzz. You hopefully you're going to get today with that. If you have time, you're more than welcome to come with us. So. Thank you. Um, I'll, I'll Uber you if I have to. He's, as Mark's looking over at me, what the hell? You're bringing more people. I live no, a couple uh, miles away. I yeah. Do that. Well. But uh, so um, when we're done with that, I have sure. another scotch for you to try. Okay. On top of that, do one. I get to know what I'm drinking right now? Nah, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, in, in a little bit. In a little bit. But do you, do you want to know right now? No, no, no. Oh. Ah. It's interesting. I know everyone's kind of curious what it tastes like. I'm sure, but it's horrible. It's terrible. Oh, gross. Curiosity is a good thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it, and um, it's the same thing for me for wine. Is uh, it's amazing. I, I can have a Gruner outliner that costs four ninety nine. And I'll put it with uh, oysters, and people are like, "Oh my god, that's great!" That you know, the city level is so high, right. and they think they're drinking something super, super fancy because they think, "Okay, the sommelier just brought me something. Right, right. This must be really special." And I'll let them think that, and they don't know it costs five bucks. And if I told them that, that would totally wreck the experience. Mm-hmm. But I've also had people try an eight hundred dollar uh, Batard Montrachet, which is a white Burgundy, and it's yeah, six to eight hundred bucks. And I'm like, "Oh, this is okay. It's a little too oaky. I don't like buttery." Chardonnay, you know, so it just, it's kind of weird. But you know, humans are like that too, by the way. Yeah. I was just telling this young kid the other day, he said, I don't own a suit mm-hmm. and I don't have $3,000. I said, don't go buy a $3,000 suit. Why don't you go to Macy's and buy yourself a $200 suit and get it tailored nicely and I guarantee you it will look like a $3,000 suit if you act like that, hmm. right? It's not about fake it till you make it. I hate that kind of concept. But that, but present yourself in that way and be sure. economical. You have no business buying yourself a $3,000 suit and quite frankly, nobody cares and nobody would know the difference between a $3,000 suit and your $300 suit if it was finally tailored. Oh, that's now, the point, the tailoring. Yes. Well, tailoring is important, yeah, right? But alcohol and, and wine, most people don't know the differences between yeah. these things and that. I mean, they know if you give them a blue, a black, That's a green right. label, and they, they sure. it's a gift, right? They yeah. heard about it. They right. know how much it costs. They can Google it real quick. Is that a reflection on your relationship or is it a reflection on something? You know, look, I bought you a unique thing because I love the bottle. It's just a gorgeous bottle. I yeah. love scotch because the bottles are really beautiful. They are. They're pretty cool. Even the <laughs> monkey shoulder $30 scotch is just a cool bottle. <laughs> I was going to buy that today, too. Did you? Yeah. I Oh, no. I was going to. I didn't. But I wanted to because I've never tried it. And you mentioned it last time we were together. And you said, oh, monkey, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the hell is this monkey shoulder? And I saw it today. So next time, next time. 
So what is, what's some other besides what, what color suit should people get? Is there a like today Did you say suits? Well, yeah, like today you're wearing more of a taupe. I'm going to yeah. Color. Oh, so colors, right? Yeah. Because like this, you wouldn't wear in the w- deep of winter. Sure. Like a dark color suits. There are certain kinds of presentations when I'm giving speaking uh, keynotes and things mm-hmm. like that. I tend to wear a darker suit with a white tie, okay. um, not too flashy of a, a, a tie. I mean, a white shirt, not too flashy of a tie. Sure. If it's being televised, I'll put on a light blue. Oh, or I'll put a blue shirt so that I'm not washed out. So there's things to be aware of when you're when you're wearing certain things. If there's too many stripes, right, you can get start getting the uh, hmm. the funny blur. lines, yeah. and so you want to avoid that. But it's also what makes you feel comfortable. You know, I mean, I, I have I like cufflinks. I just like the way they fit. I like the way sharp. they feel. I like in the morning putting them on, and it's actually part of my getting together while I'm thinking of the day. It's very 007 like when I see them. <laughs> you can see a guy putting those on. He's like, oh, yes, of course, get my Bellini ready or whatever. Oh, wait, he drinks martini. I said Bellini. Martini. And they're hard to find, too, like shirts with cufflinks these days. Sure. You can only get them in one color. I have them like eight colors. The French cufflink? French cufflinks are yeah. very hard to find unless you're having them tailored made and bespoke suits. or bespoke. And I don't do bespoke suits and shirts. And I should because um, I have broader shoulders, so it's harder sometimes to find them. I'm a little guy. Sure. And it's harder to find Clothes that are fit, but I do my research. I find it looks I, comfortable. Uh, I got to wear it all day long. I got my stuff in Thailand. But oh, I, I have never done that. And I hear, you know, you throw yeah. out your sizes and they can do some great stuff. I know why people go to Thailand. I'm not stupid. I, I get it. <laughs> I've heard. I know the stories. I know about all that other crazy stuff, which is, you know, whatever. That's the beaches. That's and the gorgeous beaches. Whatever you want to call it. But sure. Uh, but I the, did say beaches. Yeah. The, the, the suits, though. Um, you just take it to the guys, they'll measure you, and yeah. I, I had my suits ready in like two days. For a song. And yeah, it was really amazing. So on to better and uh, worse and better. So uh, what do you think, what color ties should people have? I'm asking a bunch of questions for myself. Right, How they should... have all these crazy things where there's certain color ties, mm-hmm. like power ties, like purple or mauve or, or taupe or different things, the yellow, certain years they actually have that. Yeah. I don't know who comes up with the conclusion of what color tie I should wear. Yeah. I like a color that kind of goes with the season. So there are certain colors that work great for fall, right? For autumn. And there are certain colors that are really nice for summer. I like that. <laughs> but but you know what? Like if I go to a funeral, I'm not big on wearing a dark black suit sure. and I never wear a black shirt and a black tie, like going all out. But I don't wear something flashy. I don't I generally don't wear a pocket square if I'm going to a uh, funeral. So now that you brought that up, since you're a networking guy. Sure. And, and uh, so, what would you wear to a, a funeral? Just I'm not planning to go to. No, one. I, I have a, unless I have Anthony a, Bourdain's family is going. To, I, I have a dark blue suit. I have it. a dark blue suit, and I wear a white shirt, and I wear you know just a darker blue tie, and but a white shirt. Um, some patterns on it, perhaps a white shirt, maybe a blue shirt. But interesting. To, I, and I don't make it like uh, you know. Oh wow, you're, I don't want anyone to compliment me and say you're a sharp dresser. Right. Not at a funeral. Yeah, it's a that's, funeral. That's, that's not why I'm but, there. But why don't you do the black? But by the way, that's some of the best networking is at a funeral. I know. I saw that. What's that? Wedding what do we crashers? do? We go out and eat after. Wedding crashers. <laughs> oh, that's all different ball game. Mom! <laughs> go get my lead meatloaf! No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> sure. Sorry. I the, the mic guy's probably going nuts with that, but I turned away. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so... Uh, you digress. Um, I know. <laughs> so, um, uh, and what about when they're... Someone's just going for a regular job. They're they're just going for a job. They're going to be working at some grocery store, but they should you still wear a suit like they used to do. 
20 years ago, or is that? I, I think you should, but you know what? Wear your clothes well. Mm-hmm. Don't have your tie too short. Mm-hmm. Don't have your tie too long. Don't pull that Trump effect where it's hanging down to your thigh. That's, That's ridiculous, right? Don't uh, know how to tie a tie so the knot is good. I, I suggest oftentimes that what's called double Windsor. Yeah. It depends on your size, so you have a slight little dimple in there. So Not just because it looks classy, it just sure. looks symmetrical. The tie should be symmetrical. Sure. If you're very tall, it's hard. If you're not buying the right ties, then you're going to have a small knot. Yeah. And that's not going to look right. And if you're maybe too small or too short when you buy a tie, and then it's got a huge knot, and then it doesn't look symmetrical to your face. Yeah, Max. I, I don't know if it's, it's, of course, with my you know DNA, but I have a long torso and short little legs for my height. I have, right. Yeah. I'm wearing a 30 inseam, 6 feet tall, 30 inseam. I mean, it's kind of weird. That's actually uh, it's a healthy incident. <laughs> what well, it is? That's good. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about right now, but they it's say that anyway. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. I'm kidding. No, so okay. So what about women? What should they? Space. <laughs> what should what should women wear in their? Uh, well, I, I think, and this is something interesting. Talk about Instagram. I see a lot of realtors. I, I do programs specifically for realty mm-hmm. firms. I have 10-week courses teaching public speaking and sales training for folks with English as second language. And so many of the folks that I'm working with now, I notice there are a lot of them are going on in Instagram. That's great. And I notice a lot of the women realtors who are particularly attractive are playing on more of the attraction mm-hmm. and making pictures and stuff that are more sensual than they're talking about the realty of what they do. I've noticed that on LinkedIn. Actually, that drove me nuts. This one woman put a picture, which was not like a professional headshot. It was actually a very kind of sensual-looking picture, and she had 3,000 men saying, great, photo, this, that, and all this nonsense. They look foolish. She's looking foolish, and it's not professional. So Hashtag I, me too. Yeah, I, I think people have to be a little bit more aware about how they're behaving and sure. what they expect and what, what, what do you think will happen kind of such. But on that flip side, growing up with four sisters and the only boy and nine grandkids, I really believe that women should wear what they want. They should never get be, be treated inappropriately. But they should make better decisions if it is business, if you want to be taken seriously in business for men sure. or women. Absolutely. That's, you, know, yeah. you, you, you know what would happen. If you show up in shorts and a flip-flop, you're not going to. 